God wants his people free. And he wants them to understand him in the full depths of all of the seven depths of his character and nature that is available to us on this side of eternity. Now, I, I cannot speak for the, for, the, um, for the ability to know the Lord in a greater depth outside of this body. But I can say, and I can understand, and I can see this revelation that the Lord has brought through Jesus Christ. And in, in him are the sevenfold spirits of God. Well, in the first podcast mm-hmm. uh, that you were going through the history and yeah. you were going through uh, the concerns relating light and dark. And at the same time that you were doing your first podcast, which would have been, uh, you know, the, the mo- that morning for me. Anyway, I began to, I, I woke up with... Um, pressure about blindness and then that evening that was on that was on a Sunday at church I had um I began to see a vision and the vision was like a translation where I was I went to the place and let's see where was it uh I I think there's three accounts of it in Matthew 9 27 Mark 10 47, but I'm going to touch bases with Luke 18, 38 and 39 is where Jesus is healing a blind beggar. Mm. And uh, this is uh, close to the area of Jericho. And so as I was worshiping the Lord, uh, I was at church when, when this occurred and it was like, I suddenly was there and I saw this, blind beggar and he they they wore certain garments that indicated their poverty that um that provokes the people to to give out of the compassion or the you know the acceptance of them being a a uh, compassionate person to give to the to the poor and the blind so it was like a status symbol and so I don't really know what they do in Africa, but in America, that symbol today is like a card that the government gives you. So you may get your groceries for free and possibly free health care and these different things. Okay. So they had this, this uh, status, this uh, identification of being blind and the blindness caused the poverty. So I saw him, I saw him there. And he's wearing his beggar's clothes, and this is what he's doing. He's begging because he's looking for the provision that he believes is his only provision that comes from man. And so he's begging for the money, and he begins to hear this uh, excitement going on regarding the Lord Jesus Christ coming through. He did not know at the time that that's what was happening, but he had heard, he heard that the Lord heals. 
So he's sitting there in his blindness and he's, they don't have the paved roads. They, they didn't have the nice, <clears throat> a nice carpet for him to sit on. He was sitting in the dirt and the dust and the filth of the environment and the circumstances of his life. And so the Lord began to show me, it's like I, I, I there was an identification of sitting in the dirt with the, <clears throat> with the filth of the world and being blind and having the Lord coming through and you can't see him. And I was reminded of many scriptures, uh, even on the road to Emmaus, when the two disciples were walking towards Emmaus and they were, they were in their sadness because the Lord had, had died on the cross and they had hoped for certain things of the Lord. <clears throat> and as they walked with him, he was not, they, they couldn't see him. They, he was just another person. He was just another existence in their environment, in their, their way of life, in their culture. And so, therefore, the Lord had to open up their eyes. And so, as this man was sitting in the dirt, begging, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Lord is, was in just interacting in my heart with the, with the act of mercy <clears throat> that is not released unless we cry out from the depth of our heart. Because if we hear him calling, if we hear that he's near, if we hear that, he, that cry for mercy is what will enact <clears throat> the healing and the faith that opens the eyes of the blind. And I'll explain this in relationship to your people in a minute, but I want to read the scriptures in Luke. It says, uh, it came to pass as he was come nigh. I'm reading for King James Version. Come nigh means to become close unto Jericho. There was a certain blind man set by the wayside and he was begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he began to ask, what does this mean? And they told him, Jesus of Nazareth passes by. So he began crying and saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And so <clears throat> they that were with him and, and before they began to rebuke him and say that he should hold his peace and to stop this crying out. But he cried out so much more. So then he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood. So he stopped. He, he didn't go any farther. He stood and he's waiting. Jesus didn't go get him and say, okay, you poor thing. I know you can't see here. Let me help you. Jesus commands him. He said, bring the man to me. And so when they brought the blind man to Jesus. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Basically, he says, what wilt thou that I shall do unto thee. So he says, Lord, that I may recover my sight. Then Jesus simply speaks to him and he says, receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. So the Lord has spoken to my heart because uh, immediately he receives his sight. So the reality of faith to that degree is that this man's sight was available to him. 
and it was not like it was ever taken from him. It's just that he had not apprehended it at this season in his life. <clears throat> the same thing with the other two blind men that were on the road. Jesus, he heals blindness in many different ways. In this, in this case, he spits in the clay of the earth and puts, puts, his eye, puts it on the blind man's eyes. And he tells them, now go to Siloam and wash in that water. This man had mud on his eyes, spit, and he still has to go in his blindness to Siloam to obey. And when he did, he came out and he was able to see. So we see that our sight is available. We see that our faith opens the availability to the things of God, to being able to see God. We see that as Jesus breaks bread <clears throat> with the disciples, then their hearts burn within them from the things of God that comes that come alive, and then they are able to see him. So we also see that blindness happens also because of the hardening of the hearts, and they don't see because their hearts are hard. So there's a vision that the heart must have of the Lord that is an impartation that we must desire, we must cry out for mercy, and we must have faith that that belongs to me. And my Lord has come my way, my direction, in my path, in order that he may be glorified, that he may be seen. And uh, so in Sodom and Gomorrah, when the angels came to the house and wanted their freedom, but their, the sin was so bad, the angels struck the sinners blind so that they could not see the angelic presence the angelic beings of the Lord. So God also uses blindness to hide, his, to hide himself, to hide the things of the Lord when their heart is not right and they're not willing to see or receive what he is bringing to them. And I see in the fullness of Christ that we should lack nothing. And um, so as I look at, as I look at this, uh, this visionary thing, I, I began to see as you pray and seek the light that the darkness begins to dispel. There's still quite a bit of darkness, but it is beginning to move. It is beginning to move because in Genesis 1-1, the hovering of the Holy Spirit hovers over the darkness. And when the Holy Spirit hovers over this darkness, which is also darkness and blindness is related to Misery, destruction, and death, and chaos, and being void without. And then God speaks, and he says, let there be light. His environment is to bring light to this world through his son, and then that we also are the light of the world as we stay in his light, <clears throat> walk in his path. So I begin to see this, begin to dispel over there. And with the reality of Isaiah chapter 11, um, whoops, to a, we, see, we see in Isaiah chapter 11, he introduces 
the um the sevenfold spirits of god not spirits but spirit it would be like if you take a blanket or like the one candlestick and it has seven candles but it is all from the candlestick the same candle if you were to take a blanket and fold it seven times you have seven different folds that may display different colors and different size of the texture of the blanket, but it is one blanket. So it's a sevenfold spirit of God in Isaiah 11. Uh, my Bible's closed on me. I have to look at it up again. So the sevenfold spirit of God, 11.1, 1, speaks of this son of David from Jesse. And he's the Messiah. He's the Christ. He's the son of God. He's the Holy one. And there are seven expressions that stand before the throne of his nature. And the first one is the spirit of the Lord. <clears throat> and the second one is the spirit of wisdom. And then there's the spirit of understanding and the spirit of counsel the spirit of strength, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. These are seven attributes of the nature of God. And as he begins to reveal himself to us, it is his desire that we see that sevenfold uh, nature and character of the reality of who he is in every experience of him. So that there's, there's a depth, there's a deeper depth and as we see in the scriptures, I think it's in Luke 8 or 9, it was talking about the man who could not see. And Jesus touched him and he says, Jesus asked him, what do you see? And the man says, I see, I see men walking like trees. And of course, he could have gone on to say, um, the Lord touched me. You're a man. You look like a tree. That's what a man looks like. Man looks like a tree. But the Lord touched him again because there, when dealing with sight, it is critical that we receive what is available to us in the fullness of Christ. The whole depth of the seven characteristics of the nature that stand before the throne of father and that comes down to this earth that we receive it. Because we cry for mercy that we may see him. And the world has been blinded. And there's gross darkness throughout the world. And it's going to take the ability to of faith and crying out for the mercy of the Lord to be able to, to receive from him. And there's, there is a reality. Let's see where I wrote the notes here. There's a reality about God being our provider. And in 2 Corinthians 3.14, it talks about their mind being blind. So that we see when just not our eyes are blind, that blindness goes to a depth where the eyes are blind, the mind is blind because of the hardness of the heart. And let's see here. In Ephesians 4, verse 17, 
He's saying, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you do not walk like the other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. So we see that there's pride that relates to blindness. We also see that blindness come upon Nebuchadnezzar after seven years. He stayed as an animal in the uh, eating grass like an animal in the insanity of his mind. And we know that that's related to the mind because in verse 18 of Ephesians 4, it says they're having their understanding darkened. And that darkness is being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. So we see blindness touches so many different realms and aspects of a man's life and the culture of what he lives in. So if you, if we come in verse 19 of Ephesians 4, it says they've been past feeling and they've given themselves over unto, unto lasciviousness, which is the, just that, the, the depth and the depravity of uncleanness and greediness. Verse 20, but you have not so learned this of Christ because you have heard him and you've been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus so that the former man is put off and the new man, the man of Christ, is that who we walk and we put on Christ. So the path or the direction that the world has been walking in is the path and the direction of blindness. It causes them to stumble. We see this in 1 John 2 because God gives us the uh, 2 verse 8. God gives us a commandment that is, it's an old commandment, but he gives us a new commandment that says, because of the darkness in the past, the true, the, and the light that comes now, the light shines, and that he's the light. And then he gives us an identifier that says, those who hate his brother walks in darkness. So hatred causes us to be blind. And then there's a scandal there. Uh, there's scandal involved, and it causes us to stumble. And we cannot see our way. So we walk in darkness. We don't know. We don't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded the eyes in verse 11. Now, as I speak to that, I speak to, I speak to you because of the reality of the culture of Kenya. Mm -hmm. Africa has been colonized so many times. And every time it's been colonized, it brought in the, a further depth of blindness from the, from the leadership, from that which has ruled and controlled you. And the thing is, is that now to this day, I come and I see that your culture is built upon success by going to university. Mm. And that, that is, it's like, there's no provision for your life if you do not have this university education. And that has become so common that it divides the caste system between university and non-university. And so even the university degree 
it's now not good enough. We must have a master's degree so that we can stay ahead for our provision and for our acceptance and for our purpose of proper and being able to have a job. And then the reality, the, the existence of the government is such corruption that it does not matter about the education. It matters about who they want, where they want, because God looks at every person, whether they are poor or educated or not. And he sees them in a different kingdom. He sees them related to light or darkness. And when the, when the, apostle, the apostles were brought before the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin knew that these men were uneducated. And they, were, they marveled at their wisdom because they knew they had not been trained. But they did know that these men had been with Jesus. So Jesus being our provider is where God wants to take your people. And there is a blindness because of the requirements of education. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have an education. What I'm saying is that it must never replace the Holy Spirit University. Hmm. And... God is des- God desires us to understand that. When I look at the let's see here. Here we go. Back to Isaiah. Isaiah 48:17. Thus says the Lord. And if you look at the understanding of how the Lord is, the name of the Lord is written, the entire capitalization of that name, the Lord indicates the Lord from the very beginning, the father, the creator, the very beginning. Thus says the Lord, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, which teaches you to profit and which leads you by the way that you should go. So we get thrown into a caste system of culture and the, the leadership and this, this thing that is going on with the governments worldwide is something that God is exposing. He wants his people free from. We have such an inability to see the Lord because of this darkness that has come upon the world, that has come upon uh, God's people. And God, God wants his people free. And he wants them to understand him. In the full depths of all of the seven depths of his character and nature that is available to us on this side of eternity. Now, I, I cannot speak for the, for, the, um, for the ability to know the Lord in a greater depth outside of this body. But I can say, and I can understand, and I can see this revelation that the Lord has brought through Jesus Christ. And in, in him are the sevenfold spirit spirits of God, like, like a father would be a father and he would be a man and he would be a, maybe a brother 
and he would be a son and he would be, you know, a husband. So he would have all of these different natures, but he's the same person. And as he's with whoever he's with, he expresses his nature accordingly to the relationship. And this is how Jesus wants to be with us. He wants to be the fullness and have us experience all of the reality of him as husband, as lover, as intimate, as father, as wisdom, as counsel, understanding. Wisdom doesn't mean we understand. Mm. Counsel doesn't mean that we have wisdom. The spirit of the Lord is upon us. And Jesus speaks this throughout Isaiah to, to set the captives free, to preach the good news, to make the blind see. And the prophecies of Isaiah have been fulfilled. And they're still alive and they, and they march forward as the army of God into the new world from the, from the point of resurrection on. And so Christ desires us to see him as the resurrected Lord, to follow him as the resurrected Lord in the empowerment of that. And most, most people are still sitting in their earthly world with beggars clothes on, thinking that they're going to have a better life if they have education thinking they're going to have a better life if they ad adopt certain expectations of, of, of uh, government of church expressions and these different things, all, all these different things. And God is saying, I sent my son that you may have the fullness of Christ, that you may not lack anything, but we cannot see Christ without crying out for the mercy and faith that we must turn a page of faith that says in an enlightenment of the heart, this is for me. And this will rise me above everything that is of darkness, that I may walk in this light. And God will make sure that you are placed where you are to be placed in order that you may deliver through him the mercy, the light, the wisdom, the counsel, the understanding, the spirit of the Lord upon you, the fear of the Lord. And all of that is, is an incredible experience that will naturally raise you above any title, any authority of the government. So when we, when we have our classes and we have our Bible studies, the teacher becomes an anointed teacher to the point where he's able to bring them in spirit to, to, to connect and identify and experience the reality of what is being taught because it's the power of the Lord. And I'll give you an example. I was in Rome and I was in the maritime prison where both Peter and Paul were imprisoned. 
and I saw the the uh, the story that goes with that 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 is that there were so, they had to change guards because Peter was getting so many of the guards born again they couldn't leave the guard there for very long so they changed guards and there was no water for him to baptize them so the wa- the Lord brings water up out of the lower level of this cave and Peter's down there just getting them saved and baptizing them and when I walked down into that dark place which at the time was a hole in the, in the street. And they would lo- raise them and lower them, the prisoners into this hole. Now they have steps and stairs and a certain degree of lighting and everything. But when I went in there and I, I touched the side of the wall to steady myself going down the stairs. And when I touched that, I received the incredible burden for the church that I knew Peter and Paul had. And it completely and utterly changed me forever because the experience, it was spiritual and it had never left its voice of that impartation through those men of God. And I know, and I speak to you, Isaac, this is what the Lord wants to do in you. This is the empowerment that he wants to bring so that we're not sitting in a dry informational class. And I'm not saying your class is dry and informational. The Lord is using it. But there's a depth of God that he wants to bring to your life that you've not yet seen so that you can bring these people to the impartation that God has for them. And that faith awakens and says, that is mine. I will receive that. It is available for me. I will go for it mercy on my sin mercy that i'm still sitting as a beggar in these streets crying out for what i already have mercy lord god let me see don't let my heart be hardened as we cry out the release of the spirit of god goes forth and those words never die they're still alive when they're spoken through jesus the christ through you through me through chad i know that i know that i know that this must not pass through your mind in wonderment only. You must, you must seek, you must seek this this type of light, and and let it have its full work in you. Because every time something is revealed to us, there are seven depths of knowing God through that revelation, so that we are complete, we become complete in it. And not everything is always the same. You know, so one times Moses strikes the rock, one times he's supposed to talk to the rock. We're all, we must just continually be led. But your people, you know, I hear their cries and they're sitting in the dirt of poverty and the ways of the world of what has transformed Africa into something that is in bondage. And God wants your people free. He wants his people throughout the world free. And he's going to take people like you and do that no title just a just a a normal person who hungers after the lord who chooses the right wife that she's a part of that and she stands with him and walks with him and and bears things women bear a lot of things for their husbands that 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 men never see so you, you have 
you have the you have the right woman you have the good woman you have this and you you are about to unfold to your amazement and into the amazement of those who are around you but if we hear of the lord from the depth of our heart we may claim this is available for me it has been set aside for me this is my lord and i shall not be denied because it's going to take somebody somebody that's underneath all this hierarchy of the master's degree of university to show them the real success the real provide provider the reality of the exaltation of Christ in a man and a woman that can bring freedom to the people. There's going to be a turnaround. God is exposing all the corruption in the United States and every country in this world. And he's exposing this wickedness because the Antichrist wants to set his kingdom up. And what better time is it for someone like you to do business in heaven over your country. And I encourage you to not have, yes, you do what's before you, but be open also to a universal government of God and the counsel of God and the wisdom of God and the fear of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord for your nation. And I, I know that I say this in all the impossibility of a human endeavor. But this is what the Lord desires for you and your people. And you will not be the only one. There will be others that will be risen up for this. But that is, that is the team. That's the unity. That's the place that we need to uh, sow and see and exist in earth as it is in heaven. And that is why it is so critical for identity because most people that I speak to don't even have a clue of how God made them. And their identity is missing. And, and I, I saw that you covered the identity, who you are and whose you are. And, you, and that, that's also burning in your heart. So yeah, that's, um, it's all part of it. I'm excited. I, I bless you to walk in this path in Jesus' name. Amen. And I continue to seek the Lord for you. And I, and I just, just an, one more little cultural thing you, that you might not know so much, but in Africa, they call, you know, everybody will say, mom, you know. But in America, that term does not come unless it's from the heart. It does not, does not exist. You don't say that. You don't call somebody mom in America unless it's a heart experience. It comes from the heart. It's a sincere. It's not just a title of respect. It is a very precious thing. And so when I know that when I say my son, it's a equally precious thing it comes from the heart it's not a it's not a title of respect so as we transact that back and forth i do consider you by the act of god and the love of the heart that he has 
put for you in my heart the reality of you as, as my spiritual son. And I think of you as, as that as well. So I just wanted to let you know that that, that, is, that that is so important in America when one says you're my mom, when it's not my birth mom. But that means something very, very intimate in America. So when I say, when I tell you my son, I mean, I mean that. I mean that because I've had a part in the heavens and in your life to be able to, to, uh, to bring forth that, um, that type of relationship, to watch over you as, 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 a, as a spiritual mother, to watch over your life, to, to speak to, your, to, the, to the Lord regarding your, your wholeness and completeness and, and your marriage and your children and, and these things. So. I just thought I'd let you know about that. The conversation has just been intense from the start. But yeah. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Also for me, I mean, just from the onset, uh, there was a connection, there was a bond. Uh, yes, I, I agree that many people just say mom for the sake of saying it. But uh, actually, uh, towards you, I actually feel that uh, that mutuality I feel the same love towards your end and yeah just a person whom I can be submitted to and be accountable to so I, I really appreciate you saying that yeah yeah me too I think that's that's just real it's very special and um, and I, and I know it. I I appreciate being able to have the honor to speak with you this morning it's not going to be the same as Having been there, I like to um, look into the eyes of the person that I'm with yeah. and uh, to be able to touch them and hug them and all these things. But this is better than nothing. Yeah. But uh, the spirit has no bounds. So yeah, that's good. Okay. So you having um, a gathering this today or? Um, no. Uh... Perhaps we, we wanted to have it on Saturday, but uh, it might not happen because of a, of a number of reasons. But uh, most likely next week will be our gathering as we as we wind up this uh, this season. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I I really know that um, God is opening the doors through this uh, through the Book of Isaiah to you. And to those who are with you, so that this journey can begin. And um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm very proud of you, because you could be doing a whole lot of other different things at your age, and uh, Manmak as well. Other than availing yourself to the Lord to grow and to seek Him and to let His glory come and be honored. I just. I'm very, very proud of you for this, and it makes my heart glad. And when you get my age, your your deepest desire is that the torch be carried on, and that passion and that flame go forth after you left. Because otherwise, you just you know you just feel like you're 
your whole life has been in vain if you can't get that to go forward with the next generation and i totally believe that you you were walking in that that uh the fire of god and um for this country as well you know there will be uh, there will be the same heart for the whole the entirety of the world i also believe that you will be here one day uh to visit us or i don't know how far that will go but i know you'll be over here one day yeah so yeah, i really want to come if an opportunity opens today i'll be packing my bags and mm-hmm. running to the airport yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. So, yeah perhaps after your mirror finding that you out huh <laughs> they don't uh, <laughs> they're really restricting travel right now because of this um covid, COVID which i believe is through um lie and tool of the enemy <laughs> but anyway yeah yeah so what well, Yeah, we 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 really appreciate you coming on here and uh, yeah, just making time to to minister to us. We we really do appreciate. Well, I'm honored to do so and I bless you to enjoy your dinner. I bless your union. I bless the word of the Lord as it comes alive in you and you you grow into the uh great leader that God is building you to be in the name of Jesus. and um so if you've been fasting i'm sure that you finally will be able to enjoy your meal yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much okay. uh, you're very welcome yeah, so i'm just release you to to go to your uh, general activities of the day because i've kept you here for almost an hour now that is just yeah. fine i thank yeah. you and i bless you and any any time just let me know Okay. Bye. Bye.